Andrea Cook calls herself a career advertising girl, although she graduated university as an economist, thinking she might want to be a trader. Following an internship in the business, it became clear to Andrea that stock market trading was not in her cards, and she made a sharp turn towards advertising. Andrea is now the president of FCB6, an award-winning digital advertising agency with offices in Toronto, Montreal, and New York City. Took the normal trajectory, kind of climbing the ladder. I got into leadership roles pretty uh, pretty early on. Um, and, you know, I spent about a decade, I would say, being uh, the sort of the man behind the man, if you will. <laughs> um, and then kind of realized that that wasn't where I wanted to stop. So made, uh, you know, the conscious effort of trying to pull up into leadership. Um, And about four years ago, I was given the opportunity to run um, an ad agency. Within that time, FCB6 has grown more than 100% and has received the highest accolades in the industry, including Agency of the Year. Andrea says FCB6 is a different kind of shop. I think the the leadership style that we took was a visionary one. We wanted to change the game. And so we looked for people who wanted to be brave and get into the mess and put a thumbprint on it themselves and design something uh, different. And I, and I think there are as anywhere, you know, hungry people who want to disrupt, who want to transform. And we looked for, looked for those kinds of folks. On this episode of Run It Like a Girl, Andrea tells us about the gains women have made in the ad industry, despite the fact that it has traditionally been a male-dominated business. The Me Too movement has done a pretty good job of coming out a lot of, in our industry, specifically coming out a lot of the muck. Um, I was surprised to actually see that we didn't end up with a big expose in our business because there's a lot of stories. But um, you know what? I think the I think that the industry is focused on moving forward. I think women have made some real strides in our industry, and I think that um, we would just rather focus on the forward momentum than looking back. On this episode of Run It Like a Girl, Andrea talks about some of the bad advice she was given by mentors, including to never be one hundred percent truthful about yourself to staff when in leadership positions. One mentor even advising Andrea, who's a mother, to lie about having kids. Andrea Cook, on this episode of Run It Like a Girl. So today I'm sitting at home on what is decidedly a fall day now. The kids are back in school, and I'm super excited that I get the opportunity to chat with Andrea Cook, who is president of FCB6. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us for an episode of Run It Like a Girl. My pleasure. I'm very happy to have you here, and it was a, um, a colleague of mine, a friend of yours, Christine Robertson, who, who put us in touch. Uh, she also was a guest last season, so um, I'm really thrilled that you agreed to take time out of your busy schedule. And we can just get started. So you're the president of a pretty large agency, um, which is really, really cool, and you're also an award-winning agency. I'd, I'd love to talk a bit, you know, to step back, to talk about your background and your journey to now becoming an executive in the field. I actually uh, I graduated university as an economist because I thought I wanted to be a, a trader. And it took me about two months of a summer internship to realize that wasn't, wasn't my path. <laughs> um, and so finished school and went into advertising right away. So I've pretty much been uh, a career advertising girl. 
um, took the normal trajectory, kind of climbing the ladder. I got into leadership roles pretty, uh, pretty early on. Um, and, you know, I spent about a decade, I would say, being uh, the sort of the man behind the man, if you will. <laughs> um, and then kind of realized that that wasn't where I wanted to stop. So made, uh, the, you know, the conscious effort of trying to kind of pull up into leadership. Um, and about four years ago, I was given the opportunity to run um, an ad agency. So we have, um, in that time, grown more than 100%. We are uh, known as Agency of the Year. We are, you know, have received the highest accolades of any that any agency can can get, actually. So we've had a really great run. We're a different kind of shop and um, I'm super pumped to have the opportunity to have led kind of the recreation in an industry. So what was that like coming in to take over um, at an agency? How, how did that go? What did you, what was your leadership style when you came in to get people kind of bought into the vision and what you wanted to do and where you wanted to take the organization? So the uh, FCB six is a bit of a different kind of agency. We, um, you know, we're designed for the digital and data future. We throw some of those traditional kind of agency sacred cows at the window a little bit. So I'm probably not popular with with everyone, um, but I, I, you know, I came in believing that this industry was destined for better things, and um, we can be a little hesitant hesitant to change as an industry. So we, um, you know, we're a bit of a an anomaly in wanting to come in. I think. I think the, t- the leadership style that we took was a visionary one. We wanted to change the game. And so we looked for people who wanted to be brave and get into the mess and put a thumbprint on it themselves and design something uh, different. And I, th- and I think there are, as ever, anywhere, you know, hungry people who want to disrupt, who want to transform. And we looked for, looked for those kinds of folks. Uh, here we are. That's amazing. And, you know, I think that's a great segue. I'd, I'd love to ask you. So, you know, women in leadership, it's uh, everywhere you look, there are, you know, organizations talking about how um, how they're, you know, striving for equality in the workforce. Um, it's been a hot topic for years, but people are getting louder and louder about equal opportunities, equal pay. And then, of course, last year, I think it was with the Me Too movement where that became a really huge thing. I'd love to know how this has affected your industry and what you think needs to be done in order to advance more women into leadership roles. So if we've all seen Mad Men, you know, Mm -hmm. advertising has been a traditionally male-dominated industry, and that is, you know, still very true at the the top senior levels. Uh, Global holding companies are exclusively male-run creative. So our our business is divided up sort of into disciplines. So you have account, account service function, kind of a your project management function, a strategy function, a creative function. The creative sector has traditionally been super male-dominated as well. I would say just in the last five years, we've seen our first female chief creative officers uh, coming to pass. Um, six, however, is very different. We, we actually have a 70% female ratio. Um, and for a tech company, that's super rare. And our leadership is about 73% female as well. Um, so what... Uh, what do we, I think we need to do better? Um, a couple of things. We st- um, are big supporters at FCB6 of an initiative called See It Be It, uh, which is creatively focused, but effectively it's the concept of if you cannot see the role models, then you cannot be the role. You cannot be that role um, as easily as you can if you have people sort of laying the path and letting you witness um, that leadership styles and things like that. So See It Be It was established by CAN, which is, 
Um, the Cannes Festival of Creativity is in, uh, is kind of like the Oscars of advertising. And they re- recognized that there was no female creative leadership in the industry or representative at the shows. So they invented this this uh, program called See It, Be It. And that moves out into the um, advertising space and different cities will come together and, and uh, hold conferences and try and promote women in leadership. So uh, SIX was the first to bring that into Canada and we've hosted it for four or five years now. Um, and it's fascinating to get real, real, real talk going, I think, uh, about what it's like to be a woman in this industry. And I think we can tend towards soft conversations around balance and, you know, things like that. Or we can get into hard conversations around things like Me Too and, um, you know, imposter syndrome and things that are real, real topics I think people need to hear. And that's what we've we've steered that to. Um you know, this year we did it, we had actually a man on the panel um, who's a representative minority, and it was kind of fascinating to see that our industry has evolved, and we're better now with the females, I wouldn't say all the way to bright, but better with female representation, and maybe not so great on, you know, other forms of representation, and so uh, that kind of came out in our panel this year, and funnily enough, I was sitting there hosting, and I was, I said, well, you know, I, f- I can actually feel traction, I actually feel like we've gone somewhere, but darn, there's, I've never had this for, as a, a non-creative female leader, I ended up putting all my energy into doing this for, um, you know, for, for everyone else. And uh, so my mission coming out of it this year is to try and figure out how I can maybe, there's five female CEOs that I know of in advertising in Canada. Five. Five. <clears throat> in advertising agencies proper. And so how can we do a better job of trying to see it be it for for our own, my own part of the industry. So um, that's one thing. I think another thing that's really crystallized for me, having gone through the process of this and a lot of mentorship is, I think women, as I did, get stuck in believing that where they're happy is the man behind the man position. You know, I, I don't think, I didn't myself think I wanted it for some reason. I don't, I don't know. I do clearly want it. <laughs> and I'm, you know, and I'm doing okay, but I don't know why I didn't. Uh, I think we need to train ourselves to want to go all the way. I think it's more natural male tendency to do that. So that's, um, that's kind of top of mind for me as well. So that's interesting. So with five, uh, five females running uh, ad advertising agencies, when you meet with your peers from other agencies, if you can get together at conferences and stuff like that, um, what do the panels look like? Like, how do they find diversity of voice? Do they find it? Um, and and kind of, I guess, like, what about all the men that are leading agencies? Do you think, what's their role in trying to get more equal opportunities for women at the top? So panels are often me and four guys, <laughs> <laughs> especially because I get asked to speak uh, for technology a lot, and there's not specifically that many women in that vein um you know i think that the me too movement has done a pretty good job of combing out a lot of in our industry specifically combing out a lot of the muck um i was surprised to actually see that we didn't end up with a big expose in our business because uh there's a lot of stories but um you know what i think that i think that the industry is focused on moving forward i think women have made some real strides in our industry and i think that um we would just rather focus on the forward momentum than looking back mm-hmm. and we had um you know a times up event that was hosted actually six was one of the signatories behind bringing that to canada as well and 
that was what really bubbled up is the willingness to just do that. No one wanted to spend time talking in the millions and millions of stories we could all share. Um, and we all can, I think a hundred percent of people can, uh, we wanted to, you know, to move forward. And so I think, I think no one can get away with that kind of behavior anymore in our industry. I'd be shocked to hear that it is what it is, what it was five years ago. Uh, and I think men and women have a role in making sure that that, that is what it is. You're right. And your, your industry, um, I'm actually not thinking about, I'm surprised I haven't heard any, uh, huge scandals because like you said, the mad men era, that, that kind of mentality around it, um, <laughs> is certainly exists. Uh, so you mentioned briefly mentioned mentorship. Uh, a second mm-hmm. ago, and I, I'd love to know what kind of role it's played in your own career. Um, and now that you're uh, in a position of leadership, uh, your views on on mentoring others. Uh, so I've never had a female CEO, as I said, but I have had really strong female leaders in my life. And I have been active in seeking out CEOs, whether that or leaders from other industries or within my own industry. Um, today, I have, you know, in my an FCB Global, so my parent company, there are three or four women CEOs, and I regularly speak to all of them. I think it's important to talk things through. I think it's you got to feel normal, you know, when you feel imposter syndrome, uh, which everyone does, by the way. <laughs> um, know that it's normal to feel like you're going to crack when you're trying to balance your personal and business life. Someone telling you to listen to those little warning bells that rise up, but endure. And I think if you, if you're not having those real conversations with someone, you got to find someone. I think you've got to be tenacious, man, female, whatever industry. I think you've got to be tenacious to strive for the thing that you want, and um, it can be really helpful to to learn off of other people's lashes. That said, I think you know, I, I think it's important to have male and female role models in doing that. I've had some great female leads. I've had some great male leads. I've had terrible leaders who were both male and female. Some of the worst advice I've ever received is from, is from huh. female leaders. I had a woman tell me who was a one, my mother. I'm a mother. Um, told me never to speak about my children. Oh, <laughs> yeah, never to speak to 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 lie and say you know if I'm if they're ill to say that I'm ill this type of thing. Um, wow. So I think maybe. Uh, maybe there's an insecurity with women sometimes where being one of the few, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think people need to be generous. Absolutely. I mean, and she was probably just speaking from experience, right? Of, as a mother. Yeah. Talking. As a mother who's probably <laughs> said, oh, my child's ill and I have to stay home. But that's, uh, yeah, incredible that that, uh, that kind of advice is being given or hopefully not anymore yeah. though. Um, so I guess then as, as a leader, then we hear the word authentic leadership a lot. Um, and I'd love to know in your perspective, what does it mean to you to be an authentic leader? Mm-hmm. Um, commitment, transparency, frequent communication, um, leading with your heart, owning your mistakes. I think being really clear about your expectations and delivering what you, on your promises, what you think, what you say you're going to do, do it. I think handing away the spotlight as a religion. Um, and I think being being really thankful of the people that have helped get you where you are and being generous, I think, with the lessons that you've learned for others. That's amazing. So remembering to give back. Um, so so this next question, which is kind of like the, the final question of the 
formal episode, um, is really one we ask everybody, which is if you could go back to the start of your career and have lunch with yourself at that age, um, what, what kind of, uh, advice would you give yourself? What would, what would that conversation look like? God, it was such a different time. <laughs> <laughs> um, could I put out a hit on someone back then? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I had an instinct to be, it's interesting that you asked the transparency question. I had an instinct about transparency very, very early on. And I was guided against that. I was guided by a man and a CEO never to really be 100% truthful. Huh. Sort of hold your card. I thought it was such a strange, I remember feeling how strange it was to hear that feedback. And I, I didn't think I listened to it, but it, it reverberated in my head for a lot of years until I realized it was wrong. So I think I would go back and tell myself not to listen to him um, in most things he taught me, actually, oh. <laughs> as it were. Um, but yeah, to to trust your gut on stuff. I think if you have a thing that's working, not that we don't all need to learn and evolve, but if you have a thing that works for you and um, something like a transparency or a really strong ability to connect, I think I think those female those female quote unquote like tendencies, I think are powerful things that again, not seeing it, we have trouble being it. I think we tend to adopt these kind of male characteristics in what leadership is, you know, supposed to be, or supposed to look like. And I, and, uh, you know, have you heard of the Athena doctrine? Yes. The book, the Athena doctrine. So this sort of talks about all of these different, um, styles of, of leadership. And I think that, I think that's that. I think he was trying to squeeze out the things that were truly me and, um, I would tell myself to not listen. To not listen. I like that. But but today, can I give my advice for someone today? I would love that. Okay. <laughs> I love this. Um, and I actually heard this from one of my global CEO um, partners. Uh, and her, her, this is a mantra that I've tried to live with, which is to be good, but also good. And so that is work your ass off. There are favorites. And, and I, I think there should be, right? The best athletes win because they are the best. I think the same goes for business. Be good at what you do. Work really hard to be good at what you do. But I also think we should be generous. So that's the other good. Um, do what you love. Be able to lead with your heart. And success will come in its time. But I think if you're good and you're good, it's, uh, it leads to good things. I love it. I love that. Mm -hmm. You're good and you're mm -hmm. good. <laughs> huh. So that kind of ends more of the traditional questions that we asked, but uh, we've added a new component this year after one of our guests suggested it. So it's basically just three quick questions. Love to get you the answers off kind of the top of your head um, and we'll see how it goes. Okay. Okay, great. So the first one is, uh, what is your favorite podcast or source of information? Hmm. Twitter. <laughs> 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 Honestly, probably Twitter, and uh, in, I'm a big industry pub reader, so the sort of industry quick, quick news would probably be the things I go to most. That's great. Twitter's actually my go-to as well. <laughs> uh, uh, the second question is, uh, what are you currently reading? So really cool book written by a woman whose name escapes me, but it's called The Culture Map. Um, so we, uh, FCP6 is expanding globally, and we... Uh, this book is about sort of different cultures around the world and how they, uh, different approaches and styles are more appropriate in different places. So kind of a one-on-one on, um, market. Ah, very cool. Mm -hmm. And the third question is, um, who are you drawing inspiration from right now? 
Um, Currently, (laughs) uh, my team, I think we've got an unbelievable mix of talent and uh, we've built a a really unique group of people under our global CEO, Carter Murray, who, you know, his mantra is hire great people and then get out of the way. And so we've got these incredible people who all respect each other so much and have done so many impossible things with the company that we were four years ago. And so daily, I think I draw inspiration from watching them continue to evolve into this global powerhouse of a company and makes me proud, but um, yeah, I'm waiting for them to take my job <laughs> That's amazing. In, the imminent, in the imminent future. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, well, Andrea, this has been uh, really fun talking with you. I'm uh, so uh, thankful that you agreed to do it. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for being on an episode. My pleasure. Thanks for the time. The host of Run It Like a Girl is Bonnie Moak. Brian Long is the producer. Technical support provided by Dan Moak and music courtesy of the talented Brooklyn Gillichuk. On the next episode of Run It Like a Girl, Sherry Stevens found herself broke, jobless, and smack dab in the middle of a recession. It's then that her entrepreneurial light bulb was set aglow, and she opened up her first staffing company. Well, that company is now much larger. Sherry has twice received the Top 100 Most Powerful Women in Canada Award from the Women's Executive Network, WXN, a company that she would fittingly acquire several years later. Sherry Stevens on the next episode of Run It Like a Girl.